This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin as we get you all caught up on uh, the craziness that is the that is May usually, actually. Um, Joe and I were just talking about, um, you know, just all the different sports that are going on. We got postseasons. We already got state meets uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. So um, a lot to talk about in uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Um, we're going to do a regular four-quarter format. First quarter, we're just going to recap everything that happened um, over the past week. In the second quarter, we hear from uh, new chair softball coach uh, Rose Wysocki. Um, In the third quarter, we play way or no way. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview everything else that's going on, um, get you uh, ready for the upcoming week. As uh, like I said earlier, there's a lot of stuff going on. So a lot to talk about in this week's episode. Um, just a quick reminder before we get started that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you like us and a nice little review. We always appreciate the support um, that always helps us reach out to uh, um, as many people who want to you know, listen about uh, North Shore High School sports here in the area. So um, always appreciate everybody's support and uh, kind words. But um, like I mentioned, we got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to keep rambling here and I'm just going to get started here, Joe. Um, and let's start things off with uh, track and field. Um, it is girls uh, sectional week this week. Uh, boys have conference this week, but um, for the girls, our area girls competed this uh, past week on, uh, what is today? We're recording this on Thursday the 11th, so some, I think all of our area teams competed on Wednesday. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of great uh, stories from the girls track and field sectional action, um, and a lot of qualifiers uh, from um, this past week. So um, let's start things off. Both Nutrier and Loyola were at um, the Glenbrook South sectional on uh, Wednesday. Um, a lot of qualifiers for both Nutrier and Loyola. Um, Jane Lynch, the 3,200 uh, for Loyola. McKenna Cutloff, the 300 hurdles, the 4x200, 4x400, 4x800 for Loyola track. Um, for Nutria track, Josie Cahill in the 1600. Uh, the team's 4x400, 4x800. Um, Helen Kessler and Phoebe Pastor each qualified in the high jump. Sophie Karu uh, qualified in the pole vault, and uh, Gabrielle Manzano qualified in the long jump and the triple jump as well. So um, a lot of qualifiers for both Nutria and Loyola in that sectional, Joe. And I know you got a chance to, you know, talk to the girls and talk to some coaches yesterday. And um, a really impressive showing for both, uh, I feel like, the Ramblers and the Trevians this past weekend. Or uh, yesterday, I should say. Yeah, it was it was definitely a great one, especially if you want to if you want to pinpoint um, most of the points came from the field with two sectional champs in Sophie Guru on the pole vault and um, Helen uh, Kessler on uh, the um, high jump. And you know, we kind of led with our in our story about uh, how Helen and Phoebe finished uh, one two in the high jump, and that was kind of a surprise. They were seated a little lower than that, and um, it came down to a tie break. So nobody made the state qualifying mark, um, but four of them made the one um, just below that. Uh, so to pick a winner, um, I guess it goes by misses and, and kind of tiered misses. So because Helen didn't miss any at the previous mark, 
she was the champion. Um, <clears throat> so knowing that and knowing the rules, you know, Heller was telling me it was a little funny that once in the finals that the second to last girl missed one she, or, or missed her mark, she knew she was at least second place. So right then she knew she was a state qualifier and she had to kind of keep that in her back pocket till the results were officials. Uh, and there was a nice little celebration and, and moment about it. Um, it was pretty cool. And then Phoebe, her teammate <clears throat> finished second. She had the second fewest misses in, in previous runs. Um, so that was pretty cool. Both of them, um, pretty close race, pretty disappointing for there's a Glenbrook South girl in a, in a Highland Park. Um, Sophie Labeds, um, I believe is her name uh, from Highland Park, also cleared the mark. They just uh, had uh, one too many misses at previous heights and uh, didn't make it. But great things for Phoebe and Helen to advance. And then we have Gabby Manzano, who's kind of a junior, but she's the leader um, in, in a lot of the points for Nutrier. She finished first in the long jump. Um, with I think it might have been a personal best, but it was certainly state qualifying at 5.56 meters. And then second in the triple jump, but she also hit the state qualifying mark there, I believe. Um, so pretty cool for, for Gabby. And she was also part of a, the 4 by 2 qualifying for Nutrier um, to get to uh, state. So she will be competing in three events at state. She's kind of a, a standout for them. Um, so pretty great day. The four by 800, really cool race. This, you know, that's the first race of the track events. And in the final heat, um, all four teams hit the mark, uh, which is really cool. Um, it was uh prospect led the way followed closely by Hersey and Nutrier and Loyola who finished fourth in the heat um, and a few seconds behind still hit the qualifying mark. And that mark is good enough to be a champion in a lot of sectionals. So pretty, uh, pretty, talented field of uh, distance runners at Glenbrook South yesterday. And um, I think it was Lauren Underwood who, who was anchoring that relay and really just showed an unbelievable effort to get across the finish line. Uh, somebody should have told her she had a full second left, but um, she really kind of laid out across the finish line to make sure that they got the mark. Pretty, pretty inspirational moment for Nutri or for Loyal Academy. Um, and they also got uh, Mackenzie uh, McKenna, I'm sorry, Coltiff um, in one of the hurdles. Um, as you mentioned, and um, um, yeah, pretty good. Um, three three total relays for the Ramblers um, at that event. So it was, a, it was a cool one, prospect dominated, but a lot of great showings across the board. I always wonder, you know, especially in those like sec sectionals, like the like Lemberg South sectional, where you have a lot of good talent of, you know, how much are you kind of motivated when you're, you know, competing against some of the best and how much does that kind of help you as opposed to, you know, when you're competing against maybe not, you know, state-bound teams and, like, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, competing against, you know, someone who is going to compete at the top, like, you are racing against them technically. So maybe that helps you do better. I always wonder, um, you know, about how, you know, these teams who can, you know, are bunched together. And sometimes it's like, well, it's not fair that these elite teams are bunched together in this one meet. Um, but actually it might help them and actually help them read the state qualifying times. Yeah, I think it might. I think it probably does. Um, and – it might give you um, some insight knowing that say it is the four by eight, this team's going to beat the mark. And so you, maybe you don't always have to clock watch. You just kind of have to keep up as best you can. And maybe that pushes you a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I think it probably does just knowing that there's so much talent there and um, experience as well. I always wonder in those individual meets um, at these kind of qualifying rounds, if, are you super motivated to get a championship? Um, obviously that gets you more team points, 
but the end goal is to get to the state finals. So um, are you motivated just to get that state final mark? I've never done kind of an individually based team sport. Um, So I'm curious what that motivation is like being inside it, swimming similar um, with those state qualifying marks, but either way, they, uh, they reached it. Well, it's interesting because I was covering um, Wednesday's class 2A Richmond Burden sectional. And when I was covering the field events, um, you know, during the triple jump and the long jump, a lot of the girls, you know, once they reached that state qualifying time, were like, I'm not, you know, they scratched the rest of the way. Like they didn't like compete in the finals or anything like that. They were just like, I got there. Like, that's good enough for me. I'm not going to risk, you know, risk injury or anything like that. So I like, I got there. That's all I care about at this point. And um, I guess that's all that really matters at some point. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that in, in events like pole vault and the jumps, um, I yeah. guess. Those, those are definitely – and you'd think uh, – yeah, really all field events, the throws too, if, if you hit it um, and you know you're there, why why risk it? Um, a lot of torque on your body, so that's a good point too. Um, I was – like I mentioned, I was at the Class 2A uh, Richmond Burden sectional on Wednesday, and I saw Regina compete, and I saw – um, two really impressive um, relays from uh, Dom- Regina Dominican. Um, they're four by 100, uh, won the sectional there in 50.04 seconds. Sarah Byrne, Hanifa Adam, Tiffany Richards, Kendall Williams, um, that team placed first. Um, and then the four by 800 uh, team of uh, Olivia Maurer, Charlotte Kroll, Nora McCabe, and Chloe Thiel. Um, they qualified with a 10-minute uh, uh, seven second, seven point eight seven seconds. So, um, Regina will also be uh, represented in uh, Charleston, um, Illinois next weekend, competing at the state meet as well. Yeah, it's really you know kind of a glory days situation for um, Regina track. Last year they set those girls set a ton of records uh, for Regina. Uh, a lot of them juniors. You know, I think they had one senior on the four by one, so they replaced her for this year. Uh, but uh, the rest came back and they're, they're right there still. So going back to state, the four by one, um, very fast unit. And uh, I think, uh, did you say the four by two or the four by four? Four by four. Four by four. Really great. Yeah. And um, I think uh, Hanifa Adam had a good, a couple good finishes in the jumps. I don't think she qualified, but uh, she's a Marquette bound um, Regina Dominican um, senior. Um, and she, uh, she can kind of do it all. Kendall Williams is in her final year. She's a three sports star. Um, and I think Sarah Byrne um, had a good run as well, in like the 200 or so. So not state qualifying, but still just great results for them. I think they finished around fifth out of 13 teams. Um, that's pretty good. You know, Regina is a really small school and competing with some bigger ones in two ways. So um, they're kind of living their best lives on the track these days. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Uh, the state meet, like I said, is next weekend. Um, in uh, Charleston, Illinois, on the campus of Eastern Illinois. So congrats to everyone on qualifying, and we'll um, obviously talk more about them um, in next week's episode of the podcast. Um, we also have uh, both New Trier and uh, boys and girls water polo teams advancing to their sectional semifinals. Both teams will actually be playing Glenbrook South at Glenbrook South on Friday. Um, both New Triers are the number one seeds um, in their respective um, sectionals. Um, pretty much just, you know, kind of taking care of business show to start things off for both Trevians teams. Yeah. Um, and I think that will continue and um, we might get a little more, we will get a little more competition for those teams, but I still think they're heavy favorites, not just the favorites and um, just kind of um, 
stay in your game. And uh, I think they, they shouldn't have too, too big of a problem making it to state, but um, you know, it's the playoffs. So in those championship games, anything can happen. All right. We're going to stick with the playoffs here and move on to girls soccer class. One, a state tournament has started. Um, Regina defeated North shore country day um, in their regional semifinal five to one. Uh, Regina will play Willow's Academy on Friday at North shore country day, or I guess the Skokie play um, fields on Friday at 4 p.m. Um, a, a really impressive win for Regina, Joe, um, and they'll get uh, a tall task in playing uh, the number one uh, seed in that uh, subsectional um, Willows. Yeah, Regina's had a nice season. Um, you know, they were kind of uh, the favorite in this one, and, and they, they kind of, you know, left no doubt. I think it was five, did you say five to one, uh, I believe um, so they so they put the put the Raiders away and, and moved on. Now they just really have a really tall task um, with with Willows in the final, um, the top seed there in that subsectional. I don't know. Um, I don't know to the degree of a chance they have, but they you know a couple things break their way and they got to play their best soccer. But um, you know, congrats on getting here. All right, Joe. Uh, that's all the playoff action so far that has happened um, over the past week. Some mm-hmm. other things that caught our eye. Um, Nutrier boys volleyball competed, um, in the Northside tournament, um, some really good stuff for them and, uh, some, uh, impressive scores as well for, uh, the Ramblers being able to, or sorry for the Trevians, I should say, um, to be able to, uh, beat a tough GBN team, um, while also losing to Glenbard West. Yeah. Um, I believe they lost to Glenbard West in the, in the Northside invite. Um, Glenbard West, I think, has one loss. Um, so um, they came away with third place in that tournament, their only loss. Uh, so that's pretty good. I think Nutria is playing at a really high level, and Glenbrook North found out a little bit about it. Um, I think Glenbrook North also only had one loss or so going into that match, and um, Nutria took him down. Um, first first um, league loss for, for Glenbrook North, and uh, it was a uh, an extra point affair. I believe that third one went into went to 30 or so. Um, and uh, I think Nutrier was actually up in the second set, like after they won the first um, in, in a, in a really tight bout. Uh, I think they were up the second match or the second set, like 23, 20 and couldn't put it away. Um, as, uh, as, as Glenbrook North came back and being like 27, 25. So big ups to Nutrier for kind of responding after giving up basically giving up the second game and coming back to, to get the victory. Two very, very quality programs going at it in that one. I'm looking forward to the this sectional volleyball, Mike. It's going to be really good this year with Loyola North, um, even South and, and Nutrier going at it. That's four very good teams here. Um, but uh, that, that seems to all be playing at a pretty good level right now. Yeah, we've talked about it in past episodes, but it's really the Wild West at this point in this sectional, and it should be a lot of fun once the playoffs start because – um, it's anyone's section to win at that point. Yeah. Um, moving on to boys lacrosse, Loyola and Nutria faced off against each other last Thursday, and Loyola held on to take down the Trevians 10 to 7. Um, Loyola also beat uh, York 13 to 7 on Saturday, and then Glenbard West 9 to 8 on Tuesday. They'll play Glenbrook North on Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday, and then wrap things up against Warren on Saturday and Mount Carmel on Monday. Um, Kind of interesting, Joe, just for me, you know, just without saying, I feel like we're used to Loyola being like 
well, obviously Loyola is going to dominate the state of Illinois, but um, now I feel like we're kind of talking about Loyola had a really nice, impressive stretch here being Nutria, York, and Glenbard West. That just kind of tells you about the shift we're dealing with here and um, how, you know, these different programs have uh, caught up to Loyola and Nutria and um, Loyola showing off that it can beat some of uh, um it can contend with the state's best. Yeah, I think they did show that. You know, I'm actually pretty impressed with with the with the seven with the the close loss um, from Nutrier. They've they've definitely had their um, their disappointments this year from what they wanted to be. I think they have about a handful of in-state losses, which a few years ago was pretty unheard of um, for Nutrier. So kudos to that. I mean, they want to be Loyola, but uh, maybe they'll 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 kind of get the improvement there about postseason, but Loyola running the gauntlet in three straight games and coming out with three victories, um, taking on Glenbard West after uh, York and Nutrier, um, maybe a, a sleeper game there, and they ended up coming out on top. So Loyola seems to be in pretty good shape, but uh, as we talked about, we got, you know, a new dog in town with um, St. Viator, so they got to get to that level and uh, pretty quickly. All right, cap things off here in the first quarter and kind of smooth transition into the second quarter. Um, I know you got a chance to check out New Cheer softball um, this past week. Uh, what uh, did you see from New Cheer, especially as they uh, came up with uh, a, a nice little win over, um, I think it was Evanston, right? Yep, it was Evanston. Um, Evanston team that beat them 9-1 to um, earlier in the year. And... Um, uh, they took him down five to two. Just a really good performance overall. Pretty solid. Um, it was a sloppy first inning for Nutria. They gave up a, an unearned run on a couple. You know they had to kick the ball around a little bit, um, and then they really settled in. Good defense. Um, just real steady offense. A lot of contact with the ball. Um, putting the ball in play. Making smart base running decisions. They were very aggressive on the bases. Um, taking a lot of bases on throws. Stealing some bases. Uh, moving over on some maybe wild pitches in the third. Um, it was just really well done. I was really impressed with what they were put together. You know, they you look at their record is now 7-12, and 12, uh, but they, they played like a team that, that's uh, better than that, more put together. Annie Yider was was good on the mound. I think she struck out eight um, for them. Um, and um, uh, we let, you know, in the story, we talk about how Harper Glenn, who's a freshman, um, hit three opposite field um, singles to, to lead the way on offense. Um, just some, some nice hitting from, from a freshman in, in, uh, in tough situations and two out situations to drive home a couple runs. Um, and so the Nutria softball is getting there. So check out that story. It's a pretty cool, uh, revenge win against a rival, but, um, this is a team that, um, is still kind of working and rebuilding in that process. They've got four seniors, um, but they've also got, you know, three, I think four freshmen, I said, that are starting um, or, or three or four that are starting and, and a couple softs and then a lot of juniors. So um, this team's working their way up and uh, to be a, a conference contender again. And they've had a couple steps lately. They also lost the Glenbrook North earlier in the season and beat them in the second round uh, matchup um, of the season. So some good stuff. You know, some teams get lost in the shuffle, a lot of sports to cover in the spring, as you know, Mike, and uh, I'm glad I was able to get out to softball and catch some of their improvement, evidence of their improvement. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on over now. Let's uh, move to the second quarter where we're joined by new chair softball coach Rose Wysocki. Uh Joe, you got a chance to catch up with coach after uh, their win over Evanston. Uh, what are the folks at home going to hear? 
Yep, we're just going to talk about a lot of what I talked about improvement um, and how that's a goal and what they're going for and um, just uh, what's been key to that process for them and um, um, just just the game in general and the victory over Evanston. All right, let's have a listen. Uh, how's this one feel against Evanston? They beat you earlier? That was great. Yeah, the girls played really well today, I thought. Anything in particular stick out with the, with the effort today? You know, we've been um, we've talked a lot about having like a big inning um, against us, and this time we didn't let that happen. And so I think that's the difference between when we win games and when we don't. Um, we don't get frustrated by you know any sort of mishaps or even just like giving up hits. We are able to bounce right back from it, and so we were able to do that today. So we won. <laughs> It seemed like you had your opportunities to do that, too, because they got on base a few times early, maybe a couple miscues. So is that something attitude-wise that you guys are doing? Oh, yeah, we've worked really, really hard on, like, the mental part of our game. Our skills are, are pretty good. Um, it's figuring out how do we bounce back from tough situations um, and doing that consistently. I think that's our biggest thing, and we've grown so much since the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that first inning, um, it seemed the defense was pretty locked in. How's that growth been going? It's been big, right? You know, we, we've had games where we had a lot of errors, and every, I feel like as the season progressed, we're having less and less errors. Always <laughs> Which good. Which means that we're going yeah. to do better, we're going to stay in games closer, and we're going to win games. So hopefully that means we're peaking at the right time. And overall, how just about the season, yeah, you know, we've we've had our ups and our downs. Um, we haven't won as many games as we want to win, but we really focus on growth. That's the biggest thing. And so we were talking after the game today about um, they look like a different team than what we had at the beginning of the year. Um, a lot of that's mental. Some of it's bouncing back from errors, um, coming through with hits at the right time, all of those things. We seem to do all of that today, so that was great. Yeah, I think at least... Uh, maybe when you scored the three runs, I think two outs at least for mm -hmm. a couple of them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple recently that games where we've been able to score with two outs on us, um, which is awesome, right? Again, it's like understanding that just because we have two outs doesn't mean the inning's over. Right. Uh, so what's left? What, what other areas or, or what else do you want to do before the end of the season, before playoff time? Um, I think just can, getting consistent, right? With today, we were a lot more consistent and consistent with the mindset. We've talked a ton about our energy this year. We've really focused on like bringing, we call it EGBs or energy generating behaviors. Um, so we have this little, there's a little uh, espresso stuffed animal we've been passing around the team uh, <laughs> named Egbert. And, uh, Adbert? Egbert, EGB. Egbert. Oh, yeah. so, I like it. So okay. that's been one of the big things we're It's shaped like on. a coffee? Yeah, it's just a little, okay. little coffee stuffed animal and they pass it around to kids that they feel like have done a really good job with yeah. energy to the team. And because so, that's a big thing with like the mental part of the game, our skills are there. It's just making sure that our mental stuff is there. I think after the first or second inning, your assistant coach gave that little speech about that, like let's get going. Yep. Uh, you think that helped? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little reminder. <laughs> <laughs> stuff animal coach. It all works. Yep. All right. Thanks good to so see you. Thank you, as always, Rose Waisaki, for joining us this week. And thank you to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where Joe and I play Way or No Way, our fun little game where I throw out five propositions and Joe and I 
argue or agree whether they can happen. Way or no way, they cannot happen. Um, we're going to dive into the pool here, Joe, in the first question. Um, way or no way, uh, both of Nutria's water polo teams will make it to state this postseason. I say way. You know what, from I've seen um... – I don't know if they're the best teams in the state, but they're definitely in the team picture, a, a very small group photo. And um, none of those teams they'll face in the sectional. So I think they should come up on top. They haven't shown any real signs of um, letdown at this point in the year. Um, so um, all their losses are kind of to those top tier teams. And so I expect them both to come out of there. I'll say way. Yeah, I'll go with way there as well. I think, you know what, just to, Say what you've already said. I think that they've shown that they can compete with some of the best teams in the state. Um, and I think they've shown that they're the, you know, the top of the class when it comes to their sectionals. So um, that feels like an easy way for me. I'm just going to agree there and uh, go with that. Um, Joe, uh, obviously, we'll preview more of the girls track and field next week um, in next week's episode. But um, way or no way, you think that the North Shore will have a girls track medalist at next weekend's meet? Hmm. It's a great question. Um, I think their best shot might be Gabby in the jumps. She's a top 10 finisher in um, previous years. Um, Gabby from Gabby Manzano from Nutrier. Um, and I also like the four by eight chances, but um, a medalist, ah, man, are we talking, is that top six, Mike? Yeah. Um, I think one of them, Loyola or Nutrier, can do it. I think Nutrier's got the edge just judging by the sectional performance. You know, even though they finished third in their sectional, that's a very good um, um, distance sectional. So, uh, but now we're talking about teams from across the state. So we're going to add a lot of a lot of talent to that pool. Um, but I think it, it's uh, it's possible. Um, I, but I, I think their best chance is probably Gabby. You know, last year uh, we had um, Nutrier's um, Maeve Kelly do some damage with the throws um, and get some, uh, become a medalist. Um, she's not competing at this point in the season. So um, I think Gabby can, uh, is the next one to step up. I'll go with the way. I think they are bound to get one. I think they just have a lot of talent and a lot of good, you know, runners and uh, fielders coming into this next week. And so I, I'm going to go with the way. Um, I think Gabby has a really good chance. I think maybe some of the relays could compete for one. Um, like, like you said, they really competed in a tough sectional. So, um, I'm going to go with the way I think they'll definitely, um, they, they should have at least one medal. So I think the North Shore area will have at least one. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Regina is going to be playing Willows in the regional final on Friday. Joe, way or no way you think, uh, the Panthers can win a regional title? Uh, no way. Not this time. Um, I think there's a pretty big gap here. Um, I don't know about big, but, but significant enough, um, that it would take a real, something real special to happen for, for that to, uh, for Regina to pull off the upset. I just don't see it happen. So no way. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with no way as well. I think Willows is just at a different level right now. So, um, I, I think it's, you know, it was an impressive, you know, it's been an impressive season so far for Regina and I think they have a, accomplish a lot of good things, but I think uh, um, they face a tall task in this regional final on Friday, so I'm going to go with no way as well. Joe, way or no way, uh, you're encouraged by the progress you've seen by Nutrier softball, um, especially in a nice win over Evanston earlier in the week. A big way. You know, I wasn't sure actually going into that game because I did see, you know, 
there's a lot of L's on that schedule. And, uh, but in terms of progress, if you look a little more deeply behind those numbers, you know, they, you know, they really just showed me firsthand, you know, Evanston, we lost nine to one. We just took them down five to two. Um, and I think that's, that's a big confidence boost. This was right after they took down GBN after losing um, to them earlier in the season. So uh, I think definitely. And with that much youth on the roster, um, now there's senior leaders that have certainly been anchors for them for a couple of years now um, that they're going to lose next year, but um, getting that growth for those freshmen in these big game moments, I think is huge. Um, and, if, and if everyone sticks with softball, both them and a couple sophomores, the juniors, uh, I think this team could, could, you know, move on up to a 500 um, and then above 500 team. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I think I'd go with way there. I think, um, you're seeing a lot of growth. You're seeing a lot of young growth, which I think is important. A lot of young bats who are uh, um, starting to put things together for the Trevian. So I think uh, it, it's, a, it's definitely a way for me. I think uh, you're seeing that growth. Um, it's slowly kind of coming in there. Um, so I definitely would go with uh, a way. I think that uh, um, you're seeing some good things from that Trevian softball program. All right, Joe, final one here for uh, way or no way. Uh, Going to bounce on over to Nutria Boys Volleyball. Um, way or no way you think that the Trevian showed um, you that uh, they can compete with the best of them, especially in the sectional, um, what they're showing at the north side? Way. I think they definitely can. I think it's going to be um, a heck of a sectional. As I, I kind of wanted to see that sort of um, fire from them, um, both at the invite and against Glenbrook North. Um, I, I, you know, I wasn't super worried about a loss to Glenbrook South. That's a good team. I was a little bit affected by their first match with Glenbrook North, the second and especially the third sets just looked like Glenbrook North had their number and uh, they, they really couldn't do much about it. So this tells me adjustments were made or just uh, kind of they, they've reached kind of this new level, um, kind of unlocked it, if you will. So very encouraged. I'd say wait. Yeah, I'd go with way as well. I think you saw a lot of good stuff and um, like we've talked about already, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, um, just strong performances, um, from this new cheer team is able to, uh, kind of compete with the best of them. So, um, definitely going with, uh, a, a way there as well. All right. That's everything that we've got for way or no way in this week's episode. Let's move on over to the fourth quarter where we preview, um, the upcoming weeks. Let's hit on some of the, um, some of the playoffs that we've got, and then we can hit on some of the other sports as well. Um, Joe, water polo, both boys and girls play against Glenbrook South on Friday in the Glenbrook South sec sectional. Um, then they'll have their sectional final on Saturday. Um, and then um, they uh, will have uh, state quarterfinals next Thursday. So we should probably be talking before then. But, but um, what do you think happens for both of our uh, new Trier water polo teams? Yeah, as we talked about, um, I think they're pretty much the class of these sectionals. So um, I don't see an overly big um, amount of contention um, from the teams here. I think they wipe out Nutrier, that is, uh, boys wipe out Glenbrook South. And then um, we'll, we'll kind of face Maine South, who they've taken out a couple times this season. Um, or maybe Evanston climbs up, you know, um, in the past years. I think on, on the girls' side, um, we've seen Evanston put up really a strong fight. I just don't think they're in the same uh, categories they were in previous years. So 
um, I like the girls here to to uh, to do the same thing. Probably we're looking at uh, Glenbrook South and either Evanston or Maine West, obviously, um, and that'll be that'll be a doozy of a semis on that side. Um, I think that's going to be a really good one, but I think both of them have just this significant gap of difference between the rest of the field. Girls soccer uh, playoffs will continue and uh, start for some of our teams. We talked about um, Regina and their final on Friday. Um, Loyola starts the playoffs against uh, Taft on Wednesday and uh, Nutria starts the postseason against Niles North on Tuesday. Both teams, if they win, will play next Friday in the regional finals. Any uh, concern, Joe, about either team winning their opening matchup? Not their opening matchup. No, we'll be talking, I guess, about next week about uh, some regional finals and we can get into if uh, if an upset might be brewing or, or I'm sure they're, um, you know, they're looking at it, um, but uh, I, I think then we can talk a little more in depth, but no, no concerns about the openers. Boys track and field uh, conference is taking place this week, and then we've got um, the upcoming uh, sectional next week. Um, let me, uh, Nutria and Loyola will both be competing at the Deerfield sectional. The Deerfield sectional has Glenbrook South in it, Glenbrook North. Um, Maine East, Niles North, Niles West. Um, obviously, Deerfield, Evanston will be there as well. Um, Maine West will be there. Um, what 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 do you kind of expect to kind of happen in that sectional? Um, that takes place on Thursday. Um, at one o'clock field events, four o'clock running events. Um, I know obviously Evanston has a rich tradition of obviously doing well in this sectional. Um, but uh, how do you think uh both Loyola and Nutria stack up in that sectional? Yeah, I think um, I guess they stack up how I would say it would be right at the 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 middle, the top middle, if you will. Uh, I, I I don't think they're the they're the favorites or they're going to push any any records um, for for team points. But I think they can perform really well. I think Nutrier on the track on the boys side is is pretty strong, and Loyal has got a couple field. Um, it's distance on the track for Loyola and field uh, field work, especially in the jumps. Um, they get they got some jumpers that should do pretty well um, for the Ramblers. So I think they're kind of in that uh, upper middle class type of thing. If, if you were to look at uh, sectional that way, so uh, should be pretty good showing. I think they can do you know send some people through. All right, uh, hitting on some other sports that are taking place as well. Um, Nutrier baseball, um, is, uh, heading into its final stretch now. Um, CSL South is kind of in interesting. Evanston is 10 and two. Maine South is nine and two. Uh, GBN is nine and three. Um, Nutrier is eight and three. Um, what, what do you kind of think about Nutrier's, you know, I know they dropped a couple to Evanston. I know they lost a, a tough matchup to Glenbrook South in eight innings, six to five. Um, they won that other matchup. Um, Nutrier still has a couple matchups with Niles West um, and uh, two big matchups against Maine South next week. Um, what are the chances you think that this Nutrier team can still contend for uh, for a division title? It's just so impressive up there at the top. Those are just very good baseball teams that can all beat each other on any given day. You know, we could, you know, they could sweep and it's not like, you know, we'd be surprised if, um, South swept Evanston. I think Evanston will still be overall better, but South is right there. Um, so anyway, just those were examples. So I just think it's it's a great league for baseball. 
and uh, Nutrier just needs to take care of business, which they can against Maine South. They are still playing at a high level, even though it was an extra inning loss to, to Glenbrook South for just their uh, fourth loss of the season. Um, I just think uh, just take care of business, take out Maine South, and then uh, let get some help um, from your compatriots, and maybe we get a maybe we get a three or four way split. That'd be fun. We've talked about how you know daunting the CSL is, or sorry, I should CCL is. Um, Loyola now 13, 14, and 1. Um, they uh, split with Brother Rice over the weekend and Monday. They lost to St. Rita. They beat Rebus um, on Wednesday. They play St. Rita again today on Thursday. They'll get Leo on Friday, Bartlett, um, and a lot of other. They'll play Nutria on Tuesday as well. Um, what are you kind of looking to see from this Ramblers team as we head into the final stretch here, Joe, where um, you know they they played some of the best teams in the state this season, um, and at, at this point, what are you kind of looking forward to kind of seeing from them as uh, we head into the final stretch here? Yeah, I, I've seen a couple good things. Like you just said, they just beat Brother Rice, which was good. I mean, it was a couple of days after Brother Rice beat them, but, you know, they came right back and beat them a few days later. Um, that's a very good program and team this year. So um, I just, you know, more than on a consistent basis, can we roll off a winning streak here and really start, playing consistent baseball where we're not giving up uh, 14 runs one day and then one run the next. Uh, let's, let's see if we can get that on an even keel uh, so that we let our bats do the work and that gets us victories. Um, I'd like to see yeah, a little more consistency there, but that's about finding the right arms. And, and then I just don't think they have enough of them right now to compete on a consistent basis um, that in the playoffs, you know, games are a little farther apart than they are in mid May. Um, so you know, you only need one or two arms, uh, well, I mean, two, two, three arms um, to do work. Um, so um, I know they want to make a run. You know, you put Loyola in this in this central suburban. Um, I don't think they're uh, at where Nutrier or Evanston are, but they get some wins. They get more wins than they do in the CCL, I'll tell you that. So um, in the postseason, they'll be dangerous is what I'm trying to say. All right, Joe, I think that's everything that we've hit on. Obviously, we've got some um, lacrosse that is going to be taking place as well as softball, um, boys tennis uh, conferences this weekend, and then we'll have uh, sectionals next weekend. But anything else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? No, yeah, let's just mention Loyola Volleyball. We didn't catch up with them. They're playing really good now. They're, uh, they've moved to 7-0 and in the league. I think they play uh, tonight, which is um, Thursday. Um for another conference game at Mount Carmel. So we'll see if they can kind of sweep the conference. And then uh, Loyola Girls Soccer is conference champs again. So that's a big one. And I think I'm going to try to check out Highland Park Baseball today, Thursday. So uh, catch up with them. They've got a, a big pitching prospect I hope to catch. Um, I'm not sure if I'm on his right day, though. So, <laughs> But it's uh, a, lot, a lot going on. Like I said, we're trying to catch up with everything. All right, that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the Varsity. Thank you as always. Thank you as always for joining us. Um, we always appreciate every listener. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available, and make sure you check out older episodes of the part Varsity as well. Uh, we've got some good interviews and analysis in there as well. So um, make sure you check those out. Uh, check out my stuff at the Friday Night Drive. We've got a lot of great content happening. Um, some good stories out there. Recruiting notebooks as always. So. Um, make sure you check out my work there. And as always, subscribe and donate to therecordnorthshore.org. Um, make sure you are uh, checking out not only Joe's sports coverage, but also everything else that he's covering 
um, in the North Shore community. No one else does it like Joe. All right, so that's everything that we've got for this week. Enjoy the upcoming week. We've got a lot of playoffs. We've got a lot of uh, conference titles down on the line. So um, a lot of good sports happening. I know it's supposed to rain Friday and Saturday um, and Sunday, but uh, I think the weather clears up next week. So uh, a lot of good opportunities to watch some good sports. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.